You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. Some lessons are harder to learn than others, and we needed to learn them. And the biggest thing is it's a long season. There's a lot of lessons. You can learn them when you win. You can learn them when you lose. But the most important thing is that you learn them. You know, we're going to find out if we've learned from some of those mistakes that we saw and tried to correct. I think the attitude has been phenomenal. The response has been great. Eager to get out there in the practice field and continue to try to improve. It's unnecessary roughness. Let's go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Sponsored by Dos Caras Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. You heard Josh McDaniels coming back talking about learning from the loss that they suffered Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. And he said he hope, hopes that they learned. Hope they learned and they can uh, you know, apply that to the game this upcoming Sunday night. And you would hope that they did, right? You don't want to have that kind of embarrassment. Again, you don't want one loss to beat you twice. Join us now on the phone lines is our good friend Vinny Bonsignor. You can catch him every single morning on the morning tailgate, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. And, of course, all his fine writing in the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Vinny, we definitely appreciate you, my man. And let's start right there with Josh McDaniels said, learning from the loss in Buffalo. What do you think was the biggest takeaway from that game that the Raiders could look at and say, you know what, this has to be cleaned up and we've got to apply it this upcoming week? I'm actually writing about that right now, and uh, it might sound simple. It might sound like a cliche, but uh, it's literally uh, everybody doing their job uh, at a higher level on a more consistent level. There were far too many uh, plays that showed up on film. We talked to Devontae about this. We talked to Jimmy Garoppolo about this, um, some other players as well, that you know, all it takes is one or two players to, to maybe slip a little bit and not do their job at the highest level or not do their carry out whatever their responsibility is on the play, uh, and it's going to blow everything up. Um, and, and so that's, that's basically what's happened. Not saying that the, that the Raiders would have beaten the Buffalo Bills, but it wouldn't have been a 38-10 to 10 loss uh, had they been more consistent in their execution. Um, they were a little bit better, obviously, against the Denver Broncos, but the Denver Broncos, quite frankly, aren't as good a team as the Buffalo Bills. So they have to create, um, you know, not necessarily a fail-safe approach because you're never going to, be able to avoid failure in this league. The other teams are too good. But they're going to put themselves in a much better place if they're consistently getting a high level of execution across the board. And that's kind of what they're striving for right now. It's, it's been elusive, obviously. It wasn't there uh, on, on Sunday against uh, the, the Buffalo Bills, but it needs to be there at a higher level. And this is an opportunity against the Steelers to kind of get right, but it's going to be an opportunity that slips through their fingers um, if they if they aren't consistently taking care of business as a player by player by player across the board on both sides of the uh, football field. You mentioned talking to Devontae Adams. I know you talked to Max Crosby yesterday. I know you talked to Josh Jacobs yesterday. What, in your opinion, has kind of been the overall vibe of the Raiders as a team heading into this weekend's game? Well, I think they believe that the talent is there, and that's what's so frustrating by looking at the film. Uh, in fact, Devontae Adams, when I asked him about it, is it more um, – you know, uh, do you feel a little bit better about things when you see that it isn't a talent issue? It's just an execu- uh, execution uh, I- I issue more than anything. He kind of gave me one of those Kobe Bryant looks and was like, no, it actually makes me more upset. Uh, when I know that we have the talent, but the execution was what, you know, uh, hurt us on whatever particular play you're talking about. When I see things that are wide open that need to be completed or taken advantage of, and and I and I and I understand that it was because of execution, not necessarily talent, uh, that drives you crazy a little bit. So, um, uh, but that's kind of been sort of the theme that it's 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 self uh, contained. 
It's right. not necessary. Not to, again, not to say that they would have beaten the Buffalo Bills, but it would have been a much closer game had they been taking care of business. So I think there's a recognition that this really isn't a talent issue. It's an execution issue. But the key is cleaning up that execution, and that's easier said than done. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Speaking of cleaning up, that run game is non-existent so far. Uh, negative two yards for Jacobs last week against Buffalo. I feel like that that's a big key to this upcoming game. How do the Raiders get a, a run game going? How can they clean that issue up? I, basically what we're just talking about, and I think in that case, it's guys, you know, uh, wide receivers blocking better, tight ends blocking better, um, as Josh McDaniels talked about, you know, getting the right double teams uh, down, getting bodies on linebackers. So it's, it, it really is a group effort. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that you could also say that Josh uh, Jacobs, um, you know, needs to get in better shape, which I think uh, he's going to as the year goes on, sees things a little bit better, develops the timing and the chemistry with the offensive line. Um, but, but that's what it's going to come down to. I know a lot of people have talked about, you know, well, they're not throwing the ball long, so they're stacking the box against Josh Jacobs. That's been the case uh, his whole career, basically. You know, uh, they, they do that a lot. Defenses have done that a lot uh, to try to stop Josh Jacobs, especially last year. Um, but, you know, the, the Raiders were able to still survive and still thrive because they were doing well in terms of the run blocking. And Josh was doing well uh, in, in, in terms of his vision and his cuts and hitting the, uh, uh, the hole successfully. So, I just think that they got to get back to that. It's more than that than anything else, I, I think, anyway. We saw a little glimpse of Trey Tucker last week, and I know Trey Tucker is a favorite of, uh, of Lindsey Brown on the morning tailgate. She talks <laughs> about him all the time. But he's got speed, so there's a good reason to talk about him because that's game-changing. How much do you think he could be, uh, you know, kind of brought along in this offense? How much more of a factor do you think he could be in this Raiders offense? Yeah, I think what he did uh, on Sunday, even though it was in limited action, obviously, uh, was a little bit of an eye-opener. I know they didn't complete the pass uh, over on the sideline. I don't know why the referee picked up the flag, but that's you know uh, neither yeah. here nor there. Uh, but it would have been a big, big play, number one. And then the run, obviously, for over 30 yards on the fly sweep, something that we saw a lot of in training camp, You know, I think is an indicator of, of the explosiveness that he brings to the, to the football field. And I think they need to get him some more touches. It's been difficult. Um, because the Raiders have had a dearth of plays. You know, the other team has held on to the ball uh, for a, a lot of time. They've, they've been eating clock, uh, a lot of long drives that the Broncos had. And, of course, uh, the, the Bills, he wasn't even dressed against the Broncos. So that's kind of a moot point. But against the Bills, you know, the, they didn't run a lot of plays. And so that, that hurt them. I think if they can get into a, a situation where they're getting the other offense off the field more consistently and extending drives on their own, and that's just going to naturally create more opportunities for Trey Tucker, but I think it's incumbent on the Raiders to get him the ball. He's somebody that makes something happen or makes things happen, and I think that that's, that's something that the Raiders absolutely need. They need that dynamic athletic ability. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. He's been at the practice facility all day checking out what they got going on, a little locker room action as well. And, you know, another conversation I heard you guys talking this morning was about Tyree Wilson and the fact that Chandler Jones is not there, so now he's kind of thrust into a bigger role. And so that kind of led into my question that I had today about when should Raider Nation expect to see Tyree, Tyree Wilson make an impact on this, this Raiders defense how long do you think it's going to take? I, I hate to put a timetable on a guy's, you know, progression, but this wasn't the plan, you know, for him to be thrown into the mix and Chandler Jones not be there. So how do you think that they adjust with Tyree moving forward now? 
Yeah, I think the, uh, you know, that's a good point that you make. Um, you know, with Ty, with, with Chandler out there, they were going to be, you know, he was going to be spelling Chandler. He was going to be spelling Max Crosby. He was also going to be playing in conjunction with them. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think there was a plan in place for that. Obviously, that's, that's kind of blown up in everybody's face. Um, and so now he's going to be thrust into a role or has been thrust into a role that maybe he wasn't quite ready for on a lot of different levels. Just him picking up the defense, him getting his feet under him and his legs under him and getting back into football shape. Uh, all of that has been compromised because now he's got to do more, uh, even though he might not necessarily be ready. In terms of the timetable, uh, there were some nice plays that he made, or just, you know, it felt like he was getting off the ball quicker. He, mm-hmm. he seemed to be playing with a little bit more, you know, confidence rather than hesitation, and I think that's going to lead to good things. Uh, obviously, he just needs to continue to get in uh, better shape, uh, but also have a better understanding of the playbook. And I, I think the plays will start coming. Um, he's a big, physical, fast kind of a player, uh, and, and you figure that that's going to that's gonna bubble to the top uh, at some point. I'm not quite sure when, though, and uh, it's got to, you know, it, would, it would sure would help if it, if it, if it happened in a hurry. Um, I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but because of the situation, the Raiders definitely need somebody else on that other side uh, to help out Max Crosby and just help this defensive line in general. And when you're talking about Malcolm Kuntz and Tyree Wilson, combining for two tackles and two pressures, um, that's that's just not going to get it done. You have to have more than that. Yeah, and a guy that we talked about quite a bit in training camp and preseason was Jerry Tillery. He had a sack against Denver. Uh, I didn't see him get you know near the quarterback uh, against Buffalo. Uh, what do you think uh, about Jerry Tillery moving forward? Yeah, um, and, and, and that was a player that the Raiders were kind of pegged to you know be, provide pass rush from the inside. He's had to move outside. That's another you know domino effect of Chandler not being out there, that, that, that he's had to go play on the outside uh, to kind of be a replacement as, as well. And, and I think he's more effective uh, in conjunction with other good pass rushers providing that, that you know, inside rush. And mm-hmm. it just had, that part of it has really hurt the Raiders. They just have not been able to consistently get, um, you know, inside penetration in terms of stopping the run or getting to the quarterback. Uh, and that's another issue right now that this defense. I'm not going to. I'm not sure, you know, how they're going to be able to manufacture that. Other than maybe Tyree uh, really starting to hit his stride, so that uh, a, a guy like Jerry can now stay inside and do what he was doing uh, inside for the Raiders at the end of uh, last year. Because if you remember, he and Chandler and Max, you know, when 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 Jerry did show up to the scene, all of a sudden that entire pass rush. Uh, got unlocked a little bit more than it had been all season long, and I, I think that that's obviously what the Raiders' plan was uh, this year. But without Chandler, uh, they're going to have to figure out a different way to do it. How do the Raiders approach this game defensively? The Steelers are not very good offensively, but you don't want to be that team where all of a sudden the offense finds their stride against you, right? I mean, they've struggled so far offensively. So how do you think that Patrick Graham really kind of attacks the Steelers in their offense? You know, this is a game, um, Q, where – it, it would be a bad look if the Raiders, you know, aren't able to stop the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that they should pitch a shutout by any stretch of the imagination. You know, the Raiders aren't quite there yet defensively, right. uh, but they need to take a step in the right in the right direction. This is a, a get right type of a game for this defense, and they they need to show that. You know, and they they did to some extent against the Denver Broncos, especially in that fourth quarter. Uh, and I feel like that should be possible against a worse 
offense uh, in, in the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not a big believer in, in Kenny Pickett right now. Mm-hmm. Um, their offensive line isn't very good. They have one um, you know, pretty decent weapon uh, in terms of tickets uh, and in terms of the wide receiver. So this is a game that the Raiders defense should be able to take advantage of. Um, I need to see it, you know, um, before I can believe it. They don't. Uh, I really think that's going to be good for the Raiders. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I think your phone is starting to cut out, Vinny, so uh, we're, we're going to let you go. But uh, before we let you go, what's going on on Saturday, my man? Where, where's the get-down at? Where's the party at? Saturday night, Red Tail at Resorts World starting at 6 o'clock. Uh, I know Notre Dame's playing Ohio State. There's going to be some great college football games. I don't know when Colorado's playing, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know, if, it, if, it, if it's in that time window, we're going to definitely be watching that. And of course, we're going to be talking about the Raiders and drinking a whole bunch of Dos Cotas tequila and eating some great food. There you go. Well, I can't have too much, man. i got to be at the game on Sunday, but we're going to have a good time, Vinny. We'll have a great time. Thanks so much for your time, my man. I appreciate you. All right, you too, Q. Thank you, man. Have a great show. All right, brother. Thank you so much. There he goes. Vinny Bonsignor from the RJ and, of course, Radio Nation Radio 920 uh, as well. Morning tailgate, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with Clay and Lindsay. And uh, probably could have asked him a couple more questions. I had a couple more lined up. But started to hear his phone get a little funky on us, so I didn't want to uh, continue to – to have that robot on us, but uh, yeah, definitely the first get down for the the home uh, the the home t- you know games for the silver and black is coming up this this Saturday night as he mentioned six o'clock uh, red tails at Resorts World, so that should be fun. Anyone who's been to any of the parties that we've done before with the radio station ahead of the Raider home games uh, has always had a whole lot of fun. We don't take ourselves too seriously, but we go out there and we have a good time. So definitely encourage you to come on out, hang out with us, and uh, we're going to be all around town, man. We're going to be around town tomorrow, uh, Saturday, everywhere. JT will be at Top Golf tomorrow. I'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings. It will be at Red Tails on Saturday night. Uh, man, there's going to be a whole lot of fun going on when it comes to the Silver and Black and Raider Nation all weekend leading into this primetime action against the Pittsburgh Steelers at Allegiant Stadium. 4.13 is the time. Uh, let's go ahead and get a, what, caller number nine. Can we do that one more time? Ari, is that okay by you? I want to make sure it's all right with you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I like to check in with you every once in a while. All right, caller number nine is good. Power trip. You want to go all three days, October 6th, 7th, and 8th, going out to Cali, Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden, uh, ACDC, Judas Priest, Metallica, Tool, all that plus a whole lot more. Again, powertrip.live if you want to go check it out online and maybe even buy your tickets, but you don't have to buy them because we're going to hook you up right now. Again, call number 9 at 702-365-9200. We want to hook you up with a pair of tickets to all three days, October 6th, 7th, and 8th, Power Trip with Radio Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas-area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Got another pair of tickets to Power Trip. Giveaway before the show gets wrapped up. Remember to win tickets on the radio station. Or win anything on the radio station. You do have to be local. That's not a us thing. That's a Nevada thing. So we just roll with it. Right? I know that we have a lot of people that listen from all over the place. But, again, it's not a, it's not a us thing. 
it is a Nevada thing. We just roll with what we're supposed to do. But we do have more tickets to Power Trip, two tickets all three days, October 6th, 7th, and 8th. We'll give another pair out before the show gets wrapped up. Our guy Craig just walked into the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio where my man Ari's at and said, hey, I got one more pair that wasn't given out earlier today, so I'll take care of you. So no problem. We'll get some out later on in the show. Uh, we do have NFL picks for week three on the way. Uh, we'll get your calls and texts as well. We've been talking about Tyree Wilson and when you think that you know he'll be making an impact on this Raiders defense. And I think it's a very fair question. Again, not picking on him, not trying to you know take anything away from him. But now that he's been thrust into this role where he has to be a bigger player on this Raiders defense because of the absence of Chandler Jones, just kind of want to know, get your thoughts and get your timetable on when you think he's going to start making that impact. Robin Oakland hit us up. Dopeybroke.com, text line at 69187, keyword R&R. I think four things have to happen before Tyree makes a consistent impact worthy of a number seven overall pick. One, get in football shape two to three more weeks. Two, recover fully from foot surgery, remainder of the season and offseason. Three, improve get off. I don't really know because of my limitations as a fan, but I saw improvement on Sunday. And four, develop pass rush moves and counters for the offensive line counters this whole year and the rest of his career. I see the athleticism, power, and speed. I think he's being groomed slowly, and I hope he can make occasional flash plays by game eight of the season. Just my wild guess. That's Robin Oakland. That's really good stuff. Really good breakdown. And that's honestly the blueprint that you just rolled out is the blueprint that I think that the Raiders had and anticipated before the season started. I think that that's exactly what they wanted to do. And then the roles just changed a little bit, maybe a lot of bit, just because of Chandler Jones and now that he's not out there, even to the point when we had – Vinny Bonsignor on in the last segment talking about Jerry Tillery. I mean, he started the season on the outside. He's an inside cat, right? So you want to see him on the inside. That's where he's going to have the biggest impact. But with his versatility, he kicked outside against Denver. So, you know, again, multiple people are being impacted by the loss of Chandler Jones. And, again, the most important thing for Chandler Jones is to be better for Chandler Jones, the football player, or the the, the man, not the football player. Excuse me in that. So uh, thank you, Rob, for that text. Again, it's always great to hear from you, man. That was a fantastic text. Definitely appreciate you. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to Passionate Raider. Welcome to the show. I think I talked him up. What's on your mind, my man? What's up? What's up, Q? Hey, man. You know, sitting back just thinking about, about the Wilson pick, you know, the guy might be a great player and what could make him a better player was probably not to get picked on a team that needed a defensive star at that position right away who had an injury. I mean, maybe maybe it was the Raiders' fault for picking him where they did. Maybe this wasn't the right fit. Who knows? I don't know, Q, but for all the help that we need on that defensive line right now, I just don't think that that was the smartest pick on the defensive side of the ball when there was eight other defensive players right now who are balling out that we passed on for this guy. So I don't really want to put all the weight on Tyree Wilson because, you know, like, like medically, he's not medically ready. We can all see it. We can see it in the way he's coming. It's just evidence. So I don't want to put all the blame on the young kid, man. I'm sure he's got a lot of talent. I'm sure he has what he wants to do. I know he knows what he wants to do. He's just limited to what he can do. So, I mean, Q, you know, it is what it is again in Raiderville. You know, we just got to go out here again, next man up, go out and hope that we can just get a win at home on Sunday night, just get a win against Pittsburgh. Please don't let Kenny Pickett come off on us again. That can't happen, Q. Put him down in the backfield in the beginning of the game and take him down hard. I can't yell right now, Q, as bad as I want to. Love you all in Raiderville. Have a great game this weekend, Q, and just know, I'm watching from afar and tell my boys that we got to show out in Raiderville this weekend, Q. Holler if you hear me. Raiders!
There he goes. Passionate Raider right there. He couldn't help it. He said, I can't yell, but I, I, I can't help it. I can't help it. I got to do it. I feel the spirit. It's in me. The spirit has told me I got to yell. I got to say Raiders. So Passionate Raider, I like to call, man. And look, there's, there's always situations, right? Situations always kind of, you know, uh, impact how a player plays. And I've said that a lot, but what you just said about players that are injured, that certain teams can afford to take a player that's injured and allow them to develop and, and, and grow slowly. And again, I do think that that was the plan when Tyree was drafted. I don't think anyone thought Chandler Jones was going to be unavailable. I don't think that anyone thought that all of a sudden whatever's going on with him was going to be happening and he wasn't going to be able to be out there and be a bookend and be playing at a higher level than he even did last season with the Silver and Black. I just I, I don't think that they anticipated that, and that's something that how could you, right? You really couldn't. So I think that that's, that all plays a factor into it. But, you know, like you said, it is what it is. Someone's got to step up. Tyree just has to continue to grow and continue to do what he can do at his pace and, and make it happen. And I'm with you. Uh, I think that the I think he's going to be a good player. I think the talent is all there. But I knew he was raw coming into the NFL, and I think everyone knew that he was pretty raw coming into the NFL. Let's go out to ABA Ivan Davis. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, thanks for taking my call, Q. Yes, sir. Um, as far as my man Tyree, I think that was the great pick. I'm with you. Chan, I mean, no one saw what was going to happen to Chandler Jones, I mean, especially the way Chandler Jones was talking. Hey, me and Max is going to do this, do that. And, and it, so it sounded like, okay, we just bring him along. We'll bring him along slowly. Cause, I mean, because that push that he got against the Dallas Cowboys, you can't teach that. Yeah. And I'm and I'm hoping that they they allow him to continue to do that because the fix to that that over pursue the the fix to that is very simple. It's extremely simple because a quick example if you if you push him to the inside towards the offensive lineman, there's only one place for the quarterback to go and that's to bounce it outside. So you keep your head to the outside so you can see him. Easy adjustment. That's all he. That's the only thing he didn't do. Very very minor uh, tweaks to that. But you can't teach that power that he has. The moves and stuff you can teach. And so uh, that's what I think. Just let him go. If you over-pursue, he just over-pursue because mm-hmm. you can fix that. Right. Okay. And uh, one last thing. Uh, I saw some comments on Twitter regarding you know, people that say hit on Devontae. Uh, a couple of them said, uh, is that the guy that ran, that threw the ref to the ground, so on and so forth? I'm guessing these are not Raider fans. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if they are, I mean, if you haven't played football – or coach football, anything like that, and had to go across the middle and take a hit like that, you're not qualified to make any comments. You're just not. Okay? Stay a fan. Okay? Nobody deserves hits like that. All them guys from the 70s and the 80s got CTE now. Okay? And so that's that's all I have to say. Go Raiders. We need this win against Pittsburgh. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. I like it. Uh, And, yeah, I mean – I think everyone realized that that hit on Devontae Adams was not cool. Uh, he mentioned it. He, you know, he he obviously was frustrated by Taylor Rapp from the Buffalo Bills hitting him, and he made the comment. You know, that's why he's in the game when the, the Bills are up twenty five points. I, I question. I still question, and I don't mean to question coaches, and I don't. I sure don't question Devontae. I question why Devontae was in the game with uh, down twenty five points. Right? I mean, there's just no reason. Even if they connect that pass and he gets a touchdown, there's no. It doesn't matter, right? I mean, they're not coming back at that point. So I, I don't even know why he was in the game at that point. I know you got to play somebody, right, that you just can't chalk it up and call it a day. But I, I, I didn't need to see Devontae out there at that point of the game. And 
Taylor Rapp sure didn't need to go and go flying across the field and make a, a hit like that on Devontae. Clearly, with the comments he made yesterday, he wasn't feeling it either. So uh, thank you so much for that, ABA Ivan Davidson. You know, I think you hit on – I think you did hit on something when it comes to Tyree Wilson, though. And what I mean by that, when we saw him play in Dallas, when we saw him have those – you know, you know that, that power and get so close and, but not make the play, we all – and I say we because it includes me – talked about it and said, all right, well, you know, it's the NFL. You got to finish. You got to do this, that, and the other. I remember on Monday asking Coach McDaniels about it and or Sunday on Zoom, whatever the case was. We t- I asked Coach McDaniels about it and how much of a lesson, a learning curve was that for Tyree Wilson. And, you know, to me, now that you bring that up, it does feel like he's thinking and trying to overcorrect that, right? Like thinking about, okay, I don't want to do what I just did the last time I was out there. I don't want to do that again. So let me overcorrect that. But I think that you hit it on the head, ABA Evan Davis, when you said, you know what? Go ahead. It, just go and, and fly around. And if you over-pursue, you over-pursue. Fine. You can teach that. You can, you can correct that. That's, I mean, I think that's – honestly, I think that's a really good point that you bring up and uh, probably something that we all should kind of pay attention to and realize that, you know what, it's going to be a learning curve. He's going to make some mistakes. Fine. I remember there was a time when Khalil Mack had a nice sack that was going to seal the deal on the game against Kansas City, and him and C.O. Moore were celebrating in the backfield. Right, while well, Kansas City is getting ready to run a, a play, and if it wasn't for Justin Tuck calling the timeout, who knows how that game would have ended? <laughs> I remember Khalil Mack laughing about that after the game because the Raiders won that game. What was it, Thursday night football at home? I think it was what week ten. I think the Raiders were zero ten at that point, something like that. I'm not a hundred percent sure exactly what their record was, but it wasn't good. I can tell you that it was his rookie year. What twenty fourteen? Uh, him and Derek were rookies that year. I think it was Week Ten. That was the first victory of the season, and uh, yeah, I, I, that was that was a, a learning curve for him. That was a learning moment for him, a teaching moment. And he had that veteran Justin Tuck there next to him to call timeout and be like, "What y'all doing? Get y'all ass over here! What y'all celebrating for, man? These these boys about to run a play. You about to get a penalty because y'all cel- back there celebrating." So I mean, everything is a learning curve, especially for rookies when it comes to the NFL. Uh, got a quick text from Mark in Jersey. said, I'll give Tyree a few more games for his presence. Uh, to, wait. Okay. I'll give Tyree a few more games um, for him to make his presence felt. Top ten picks should make immediate impacts, in my opinion. I had to fill in a couple words there, but you get the gist of it. <laughs> so, basically, Mark in Jersey is saying a few more games, and he should really start to, you know, get a lather going and start to make an impact on the defensive side of things. And it could be. It could be a couple more games. The one thing we know – is that the Raiders don't have a bye until, what, week 13? It's a very long time. Or after week 13, whatever, it's a long time before they have uh, a bye. So, I mean, he's going to get a ton of, of work under his belt. And, you know, obviously, if he stays healthy, he's going to get a lot of work before he's going to get a break. So, I mean, if, if anything, you should see him develop over the course of the season the more reps that he gets. So, uh, thanks so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Let's go ahead, Ari. Let's go ahead and go over week three in the NFL. It all gets started tonight, New York and the San Francisco 49ers. Let's go ahead and get into our week three NFL picks. Go ahead and take it away. I don't know if you're ready for all this. Hey, man, look, what was the record again last week? Uh-huh. Well, should we take the two weeks together? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, that's fine. No, that's no, fine. no, 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 because we're even anyway. 12 and 3 you did, and I was right. 11 and 4, so All I am right. trying to avenge my big loss here with the most competitive man in Las Vegas. There you go. That would there be you me. go. I want to win in everything. All right, let's go. Who, I who can't we got? be mad at that. 
All right, New York and San Francisco. How do you want to do this, by the way? I'm, I'm first, you're next. We're gonna, yeah, 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 we'll flip-flop. Right. So this is an easy you, one. You want to go first, I'll go first. What do you tell me? I'll take the easy one, so there's since no question about me cooking the books. As well, no, since, since I won, it's like it's like I get to pick, you know, who Kick gets the ball first. It's like, it's, like it's like flipping a coin, so you're I right. get to decide if I uh, – you know, if I go on the on the field first or if I get the ball first. So we'll I'll go ahead. Because I'm a nice guy, I'll go ahead and, and I'll kick off to you first. Uh, thank you. I'm running it back for a touchdown. The Niners. I doubt that. The Niners, probably the most convincing game for me on this whole schedule. Easy peasy, San Francisco. Okay. All right. Yeah, I got the 49ers in this one as well. This game is being played at Santa Clara. 515 kicks off. Uh, Pacific time, so about 45 minutes from now. New York at San Francisco. All right, go ahead. All right. Uh, Tennessee, Cleveland. Uh, I got the Browns on this one. I think even though they don't have Nick Chubb, they have a really good defense. I don't see Tennessee being that team. I know that they've actually played pretty tough the first two weeks. They took the Saints to the wire, and they topped the Chargers in overtime, so they're not as bad as a lot of people thought. But I think that the Cleveland defense is going to be the deciding factor here, so I'm rolling with the Browns at home. Okay. Well, this is fun because I'm taking Tennessee. All right, good. And, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting, I guess, really without Chubb. It's probably the only reason why. Um, but I'd like to see what they can do. So, there you All go. All right, a lot of pressure on the $230 million guaranteed man, Deshaun yeah. Watson. You know. We know how he does with pressure. <laughs> uh, Falcons are in Detroit for the Lions, 10 a.m. This got? is a tough one for I me. I agree. This is a tough one for me, but it's your turn, so I'll let you go. Oh, okay, yes. Uh, and the uh, Falcons are Favored, I'm sorry, the Lions are favored by 1.9, according to what I'm looking at here. What are you uh, looking at? Yeah, 1.9. I don't think I'm looking. It shouldn't be 1.9. Yeah, I'm not looking at the right thing. No, right. you're definitely looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. What the, are you doing? Well, the important thing is I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking the Lions. You're right. They're, they're favored by three, my fault. Okay. But yeah. I am taking the Lions. Uh, All right. Um, yeah, go. it's funny. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not coming to the Lions party. You know, I always say I'm going to be late to the Lions party. But I don't trust the Falcons, even though they're 2-0 on the season. I don't trust them to really be that team. So since Detroit's playing at home, I'm going to rock with them. But, man, I, I, I struggle to do it. I promise you I struggle to, to rock with them only because I, I just don't believe in them yet. But I'm going to go with them here. I couldn't agree more. And uh, another struggle game for me, but the, you're up as uh, the Saints are in Green Bay. I don't even look at this as a struggle game. I have Green Bay in this one. Uh, they were really mm. close to beating the Atlanta Falcons last week. I thought they were going to win. They lost at the end. Uh, I think Jordan Love is better than a lot of people expected. And the Saints' offense didn't look very good. And that's no slight to Derek Carr, but their their offense didn't look very good. Their defense made some plays, which you got to give them credit for that. And he was able to hit some deep balls when he had the opportunities. They've got some speedsters there in New Orleans, so uh, that's going to play a factor. But I think Green Bay's defense is good enough to stop them, and they're playing uh, in, in Green Bay. So I got Green Bay in this one. Okay. And their favorite one and a half, by the way. Right. I am taking the Saints. And I'm okay. not switching anything just because you said it. So oh, it's all good. <laughs> I'm going to take this big L if that's what's happening. All right. All right, next is Denver in Miami. Oh, man, I think this is an easy one. Yeah, me I'll too. Take, go ahead. Oh, Dolphins, yeah. Yeah, I got Miami in that one as Dolphins. well. They look like a well-oiled machine early in the season. There's not a lot of teams that are looking, you know, on point already, but Miami looks on point, right? And their defense is good enough making some plays. Uh, but that offense, man, that's a track team out there. That's a track team that would make Al Davis proud. They mm -hmm. just, I mean, they they just, they run, run, and they run some more. So they've got speed. Shout out to Alec Ingold doing some big things as a fullback out there. A lot of playmakers for Tua. So, yeah, I got Miami. There's no doubt. The Chargers. Which would make, which sorry, Ooh. which would make the Denver Broncos drop to 0-3 on the season. Sounds like a plan. Right. I think that that's part. I think that's happening. 
Uh, the Chargers and the Vikings. I find this to be very interesting. Whew. This one was difficult. I want right. to pick the Chargers because they haven't won a game yet. But Minnesota, who hasn't won a game yet either, has had opportunities to win too. And because they turned the damn ball over so many times is what has put them in a bad position to lose these games. I feel like with a little bit of extra time off, they're going to find a way to get right. They're playing in Minnesota. It's a 10 a.m. kickoff. Um, man, I know I'm, I'm – I feel like I'm, I'm – Trying to trying to figure out the right word. I feel like I'm making a mistake by not trusting the Chargers to pick up a victory, but I don't trust the Chargers to pick up a victory. So I'm gonna roll Minnesota in this one. I personally, you know, value my opinion. I actually agree with you in terms of it being a hard game to pick, and I struggled and picked the Chargers, and I'm struggling with that pick, especially after you just said Minnesota. But I, I think it's their time finally. Um, yeah, we'll see. They gotta win. I mean, I mean, I'm, that's like, what I'm saying. The Robert, odds of them going 0 for like three, and then all of a sudden have to host the Raiders next week, and potentially, you know, what I mean, and potentially go 0 and 4. Like, I don't even know if the Raiders want to go to LA <laughs> and have to face the Charges if they're 0 and 3. But that's a conversation yeah. for next week. But either, like I said, I'm sticking with Minnesota, even though I think that that could potentially be an L. Yep, I like it. All right, let's see. This is another tough. This is a tough week for me, anyway. Uh, New England. At, Every week's tough for you. You know. Uh, except that first one when I beat you. New England B <laughs> is in New York for those Jets. I don't trust the Jets. I don't trust Zach Wilson. I do trust the Jets' defense, and I do trust their run game. But I think New England, with Billy O as their offense coordinator, they have a little bit more of, of juice to, to provide as far as you know the offensive game goes. And I think New England's defense is good enough. Zach Wilson will make a few mistakes. I don't care what Robert Sala says that he's trusting in Zach Wilson, there's a reason why they went and put a full-court press on Aaron Rodgers. Zach Wilson ain't him. He's just not. So uh, I think that New England picks up the victory here and New York drops another one. I uh, I also have New England very reluctantly, but I just think, yeah, the, the defense too strong. We'll see what happens on that. Uh, next up is Buffalo in Washington against the Commanders. Coming All right. off a beatdown. All right, who you got? I'm going to go with Buffalo. Just, I mean, just they're the better team. There's no question. It's, you know, take away everything the last couple of weeks. It's just straight up. That's what I think. Yeah, no, I think Buffalo is the better six. team. No, I think Buffalo is the better team. I don't think it's even close. I do want to give Eric Bieniemy a lot of credit, though, as the offensive coordinator for Washington. He's got Sam Howell playing at a pretty high level. They're scoring like 30 points a game. I mean, he's, he's able to find ways to score points, and they do have a strong defense. So I feel like that they could compete in this game, but – if Buffalo is who they were last week, uh, they look pretty pretty unstoppable, and I don't know if Washington could, could hang with them. So I'm going to roll with Buffalo. Even though they're on the road, it's a 10 a.m. kickoff. I think the Bills will get it done. There you go. Houston and Jacksonville. Yeah. Barn burner there. Jacksonville's favored 8.5. I'll tell you what, man. I actually struggled with this one because I don't really believe in Jacksonville. You know, and, and call me what you want to. I'm okay with that. I'm comfortable in my own skin. I'm not a big fan of Jacksonville and what they got going on. Everyone just thinks that they're going to all of a sudden take that next step. Greeny said the other day on ESPN that uh, that Jacksonville and, and the Chiefs could be potentially like you know a, a battle for a number one seed. And I'm like, man, get out of here. That was last week when they played each other. And I was like, no, nah, that, that's that's come on, man. You're 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 doing too much on that one. So uh, I think Jacksonville wins. But I like what C.J. Stroud is doing in Houston. But Houston, as we hear from John McClain each and every week, has a few more problems than I'm comfortable with right now. So I'll roll with Jacksonville. But I don't think that they're going to be that dominant. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's not going to be a very exciting game in my mind. But I got Jacksonville just squeaking it out, squeezing All right. it out. So. All right. Going through our NFL Week 3 picks each and every game on the docket for Week 3. Continue, Ari. The Colts are in Baltimore. 
Eight po- uh, Ravens are favored by eight. Um, I don't think Anthony Richardson's playing. He went out last week with a concussion. It's two weeks in a row that he's left the game before the game was over uh, because of head injuries. That's not going to last long in the NFL. Uh, my good friend Freddie Coleman from uh, ESPN tells me all the time that Q, that will get hit out the league. And matter of fact, that came from Eric Allen. He, he got that from Eric Allen and told me <laughs> that, you know, just because you have a certain talent that you think is going to be better than everybody else, you know, if these guys start running all the time and, and trying to be the most dynamic guy on the field from that quarterback position, they will hit you out the league. So far, two weeks into his NFL career, Anthony Richardson has, has yet to complete a game because he's been knocked out that game, and now it looks like he's going to miss this week. So uh, I got Baltimore in this one. I don't even think it's close, but Anthony Richardson I'm concerned about because, again, they will hit that out the league. There you go. I, even if he was in, I, I would still be uh, taking the Ravens myself. Uh, Panthers in the Seahawks. Seahawks favored six and a half. Coming off that wacky Rams game. Bryce Young is out. He's got an ankle injury. He's not going to play, so the red rifle, Andy Dalton's in. Does that change your opinion? <laughs> no, sir. Because it's your, it's your pick, so I'll let you go. No, I'm going with Seattle. Carolina doesn't really impress me that much. All right. Uh, there's a I lot got, to be desired. I got the Seahawks in that one as well. So, But, yeah, sucks for Bryce Young. He's going to be out. So that's two quarterbacks, two rookie quarterbacks already. Anthony Richardson most likely out dealing with a concussion. Sucks. Bryce Young dealing with the ankle injury. He's, uh, he's out. And I'll tell you, man, I, I like Bryce Young a lot. I, I hope that he's very successful in Carolina. But the way he looked last week and the way he was getting tackled by the ankles and that Carolina offensive line is not very good. I mean, he looks like a guy. I want to talk about hit guys out of the league. He very well could get hit out the league if they don't hurry up and, and protect him a little bit better than they're doing. He's got all the arm talent in the world, but if you don't have time to throw the ball, we've seen it time and time again. Quarterbacks will get hit out the league. The Bears uh, and the Chiefs. Chiefs, man. Don't Wrap even talk about it. Don't even analyze right. this one. Don't even analyze this one. The Bears stink. They really Their do. Their quarterback is, is questioning the, the, the organization. The coaches are trying to find Jesus. They don't have a defensive coordinator. Wow. Matt Eberflus, the head coach, said that uh, he's going to determine who the D.C. is later. The GM, Ryan Poles, came out today and said, we're going through adversity, but we're going to be all right. I mean, look, man, they've got a whole lot of – Adversity is a nice word. It's a nice A word to say about that team right now. There's other A words I could come up with that would describe the Bears a little bit better. They're in a bad, bad situation. So I definitely got Kansas City. It's not even close. It wouldn't be throughout the whole season if nothing you just said was even true. So, yes, I'm picking the Chiefs as well. All right. uh, The Cowboys are in Arizona. No Trayvon Diggs. He tore his ACL today. He's out for the season. That is the first little cracking the armor when it comes to the Cowboys in that defense. They do have Stephon Gilmore. That was a nice pickup, but man, the defense in, in Dallas looks really good, and now all of a sudden they have a guy that's not only a, a, a really good defensive back, he is a ball hawk. He goes hunting for the ball. He is out for the season. Tore his ACL in one-on-one drills today. Not even, you know what I mean? Not even seven-on-seven. Seven. Not, not, not a game. We're talking about practice. Not not a game. We're talking about practice and one-on-one drills. That sucks. He's out. Yeah. Good thing he signed his five-year, $95 million contract before the season got started. So he's uh, he's good to go there, but he's out for the season. But with that being said, Dallas is still going to beat the beat the Cardinals. Uh, I think that they have two more weeks of victories, this week and next <laughs> week, and then the week after that they play the 49ers, and that's when they take their first L. Oh, okay. We'll Call them my shot that. now. I like it. Uh, let's skip over to Monday real quick. The Eagles – in the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Go Eagles ahead. Are five point favorites. Go ahead, man. You feeling froggy leap? Go ahead. Uh, man. I'm not feeling anything. Just a standard Eagles pick. I, I, <laughs> I don't see that changing. 
All right. Throw whatever you want in there, analytically speaking. But yeah. Double Monday <laughs> night football games again this upcoming week. I'm excited about that. I have Philly as well. They're 2-0 and and they haven't looked good. But they're 2-0 and and they haven't looked good. So I think they're going to continue to grow and continue to get better. So I definitely got fly, Eagles fly. I got the Eagles over Tampa Bay. I don't believe in Baker Mayfield at all. Okay, and this one is this one's tough for me because I don't know about Burrow. He's supposed to play, but the Rams are uh, at Cincinnati. They are three point favors. I got the Rams. Which, which is I'll, I'll, go, at I'll home. go out there. No, I'll go out there and say I got the Rams. They okay. have actually impressed me the first two weeks of the season. Now you got to take it with a grain of salt. It's early in the season, but they get a victory week one. I thought that they were going to take that L. They beat Seattle, and they they did a pretty good job of beating Seattle. And then they went toe to toe with the Niners last week. Toe-to-toe with the Niners. They had the Niners on the ropes. Now, San Francisco won, so there's no moral victories, but they are showing that they're a little bit better than most people expected, at least early on in the season. So Cincinnati is 0-2. Joe Burrow has a calf injury. He shouldn't play this week. He probably will play this week. He practiced it with a whole sleeve on his leg today. That's going to linger throughout the course of the year. I'm concerned about it. I think Cincinnati's in a bad place, man. I think they start the season 0-3. I got the Rams. (sighs) Ah. It's good that you went first because I'm taking the Bengals very reluctantly. I really don't know if this is a smart pick, but I'm just going to go for it. I just think maybe, and, and I also will say it's got to be with Burrow if, if he's not in. I don't I don't really see it happening, so I'm just going to go for it. That's why they call it gambling, right? I ain't putting no money on it. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, yeah, but this I'm is too, this is a fierce competition between us. Clearly, you've made that clear. <laughs> so I got I'm rolling the dice here with the Bengals and see what we can do. And last but not least, in as Q says, prime time. Prime time. Steelers going to come in here, Vegas, and I am – I don't know why I keep doing this to myself, but I really do think Vegas I'm, – I'm going with Vegas. I don't know if it's my pick, but there you go. Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. <laughs> How do you say you don't know if it's your pick, but you're going with Vegas? What are you doing, man? It's, hey, look, either – It's not going to e- affect your pick, right? No, no, it's not. I got the Raiders. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I got the Raiders in this one. But, there you go. I mean, look, you say, how are you going to say I, I got in Vegas, but I don't know if it's my pick? Hey, man, <laughs> you either got to – Dump one or get off the pot, if you know what I mean. Uh, there you go. I just dumped all over, <laughs> all over the place. Or he just dumped one all over the place. It's right. going to be a grimy game, I believe. But, <laughs> nice wordplay. You dump one and it's going to be a grimy game. I like that. Well I done. did not think of that. I know you didn't, but well done anyway. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. You need to wipe up the mess with the terrible towel that we that we uh, put on the Steelers. There you to, go. To complete the pun, yes. There you go. Passionate Raiders is going to come running through the Finley Cadillac <laughs> Performance Studio with a terrible towel to wipe right. up everything. You just dumped all that grimy grime that you just left there, there on go. the floor. I ain't mad at that. There you go. Week three in the books as far as we're concerned. First game is tonight. The 49ers will be hosting the Giants 515 kickoff. You want to watch that game? You want to watch it in, uh, in in the presence of Raider Nation Radio 920? Clay Baker will be at Chickies and Pete's. Don't Ooh. forget, inside the Sahara, Las Vegas, it's a fantastic spot, a really good sports bar around town. They've got such good food. they got TVs. You can see the game everywhere. It don't matter where you're sitting inside of Chickies and Pete's. There's always a great angle of the TV to watch the game. So he'll be there locked and loaded with a bunch of prizes. I believe he's there till 8 o'clock this evening. But you know Clay, he likes to party like a rock star, so he'll probably be there a little bit later than even that. But, uh, yeah, check him out tonight. Chickies and Pete's Thursday night football kicks off week three of NFL action. Of course, that's with Raider Nation Radio 920. We'll come back and close out the show. It's how we get down. Ari in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in Studio Q. It's brought to you by the Jewels of Las Vegas here on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time for a reason or excuse on Unnecessary Roughness. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, this is a fun one for Q, I think. Everyone's a fun one for me, brother. Yeah, sometimes you're just like, man, it's, you know, 
You go hard, though. I like it. I just, I don't like getting shut down on these, but sometimes I absolutely do. So, All right. that's not as fun for me. All right. <laughs> but this is interesting. In an interview with Taylor Rooks, Deion Sanders and Shador Sanders said, said he will not be going to the NFL next year and that Shador doesn't want to be, quote, number two to likely number one overall pick Caleb Williams. Dion adds that with how NIL is paying college athletes now, Shador can probably afford to wait a year. Quote, Shador don't want to be two to nobody. He don't get down like that. Reason or excuse? No, that's a good reason for him. For him. I don't like it, right? I, I hope he goes to the league next year for multiple reasons. One, you just never know in NFL or in, in football in general. You never know what's going to happen. You don't know if you get injured. You don't know if your, your play goes down. You don't know what happens. And if you happen to be really hot at that time, You've got to strike while the iron's hot, in my opinion. But for a guy like Shador Sanders, who won, is never going to be broke. <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about that. Some guys would have no options, but be like, damn, I got to go, right? Because I got to pay the bills. Uh, NIL has helped, but NIL money is not the same as first-round pick, top-five money, right? And he, in my opinion, is no longer Deion's son. He is now Shador Sanders, and he is a guy that's in the Heisman Trophy running uh, so far. He's a guy that is put himself in consideration to be a top pick in the NFL draft so far early in the season. But still, uh, he, he very well, at the end of the season, could be a guy that they look at and say, hey, that's a top three quarterback. Like Anthony Richardson. When it started last year for Anthony Richardson, he was projected to be a second or third round pick. Yep. He ended up in the top five. You telling me if he had been saying, you know what, I don't have enough experience, I better go back to college one more time. That would have been a silly mistake. So you got to strike while the iron's hot. But – it's different for a guy like Sanders who doesn't have to worry about being paid right now. I mean, like I said, he'll he'll never be broke. No, he'll he'll also probably have a lot of endorsement deals once he's right. in the NFL. I no mean, question. him and Dion are on commercials together right, right now. Yeah. They're on KFC commercials. The only thing I've ever done for KFC is at the Hot Wings. <laughs> what, right? What, They're on commercials right now. So uh, the quote I'm paraphrasing that I didn't include was something about he's already he's he's a something about he's he's a leader. He's in the driver's seat. He's already he oh, drives yeah. a Maybach and he doesn't even dr- yeah, he drives he said, himself. He's yeah he said uh, he he don't he don't get driven around in his Maybach. He uh, he's a, he's a driver. There he drives go. himself. Yeah. yeah. No, and I, and I respect wanting to be number one overall. Don't get me wrong. I want to be number one, too. I respect everyone who wants to be number one. But I'll tell you what. If they say, Q, you could be a top top five pick right now because you're that hot. I'd be like, well, you know what, guys? I can stick around and try to build my stock, or I could kick rocks. I got to kick rocks. I got to go. Real quick, there was the rumor about Caleb uh, saying that if he was to be drafted to a team, number one, that he didn't want to be with, he could opt out. He can go it, back to school. How does that work from a time frame? Meaning, is it instantaneous or is it after the fact so Shador would never ch- – because if that would happen, can he kind of jump in there and be like, all right, shoot, pick me at one then, there's hypothetically a, speaking? Um, there's a certain time that you have where you have to declare if you're going to go to the to the league or not. So, you know, you, you could – Caleb's – I'm sorry. Caleb is full of BS. He's coming out after this year. <laughs> right. Now, I know he's in L.A. I know he's got NIL money. I get it. But, again, NIL money is not number one overall pick. What did what did Bryce Young get? $39 million fully guaranteed. Now, if there's an NIL that's going to pay you $39 million, show me. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that. And they're getting good money. Don't get it twisted. They're getting good money. But I don't see that. So there's that. Fair enough. Super quick. Devontae owned Taylor Rapp during yesterday's presser. You heard it earlier. Was it unnecessary? Completely, obviously. But certain players play a certain way, too, etc. Basically, that's the kind of stuff that contributes to not being on the field. Until then, he'll have to go off and he'll have to go and live off of plays like that, I guess. Just simply reason or excuse for this dude. I mean, rap, look, being that's, just, that's, that's how rap plays. It's not cool, especially at the end of the game like that, like Devontae said. But 
again, that's just kind of how that dude plays, and, and he is in the game super late, you know, in a blowout. So, uh, I, I mean, I kind of rock with Devontae, but as I mentioned many times, I don't know why Devontae was in the game that late in, in the game either. He needs to be on the sideline drinking some Gatorade and talking the about the next week. So there's that. That's going to do it for us. Uh, we got uh, more Raiders content on the way next upon further review here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Have a good one. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.